police step in host, Mum Angie, is known as Mzanzi's counsellor, with requests to fix everything from people's relationships to the country's service delivery issues. We spoke to her recently about her own journey to healing and reconciliation, while also picking her brain on some of the biggest issues facing celebs and us normal South Africans every day. Yes, Umzanzi Celeville is filled with flavor. But you know that Or who secured the latest bag? Or just who's dripping with sauce? And who's adding the spice? Because if it's hot, then it's definitely in the cheese pot. So, Mama Angie, we know you from several TV shows as the nation's favorite counselor and one of the mas that always sets us straight. But first of all, how's the lockdown been? The lockdown has been a learning experience, firstly. It has been a moment to look at, I'm a believer, I'm a born-again Christian, so I focus on biblical issues and how they affect the world. And for the first time for me, there's been an opportunity that I learn, me, my family, uh, my colleagues that I work with, and within the organization that I manage that builds young people, uh, we all learned that God is in control of the entire earth. At some point, whether by good or bad, He will bring the earth to a standstill and probably renew everything under the earth, above the earth, even in the clouds, you know, because nothing was moving. So it's like nature was reinventing itself. Mm. And so I think that it's also our time, me as an individual, my family, my children, my counterparts in business, that we should be renewing and regenerating new thoughts. So we started doing something about it and it worked. Sure. That's an interesting outlook, especially when um, over the last couple of weeks, there's been a whole bunch of social issues dominating headlines. Besides the pandemic, I mean, gender-based violence and, and so many other other issues. What would you say is the biggest moral or maybe social issue facing South Africa today? I think uh, focusing more on material things and finances mm. in all aspects. Even though finances are important, material uh, recognition and, and staying is also a big deal. Mm-hmm. We have forgotten who we are as a people. You know, consistently throughout all the issues that I've been in, I'm thinking about Rousseau, who was a philosopher that I read about in history, number eight, who said, men must go back to the state of nature. You're mm-hmm. all thinking who you are, where do you want to go, how do you want to get there? You know, and the things that you want to continue doing, the things that you want to start doing, and the things that you want to stop doing. Those six... Um, areas need to be visited consistently so that we can have the life that we want. So I think that um, because as a people, it was our first time that we are really looking into political lives, politicians, and how they operate, and the drama they present, we forgot to really look at what issues are they affecting and what issues are they not affecting, and how those issues will then turn up our lives around or leave them worse than they were before. And that's, that's funny because, that you mention politics because, I mean, your name comes up whenever there's an issue, whether it's fixing someone's relationship or fixing ESCOM, you know, or people saying, Mama Angie must come run the country, please fix us. <laughs> I didn't know that's how people said it. <laughs> you've got a lot of, you've got a lot on your shoulders, ma'am. You've got a lot on your shoulders. <laughs> But does it ever get too much for you? I mean, how do you offload? Who do you go for for counselling? Do you speak to anyone? 
have a, a professor um, who takes her time to sit with me and listen to my issues. Mm. But another great thing that happens, because I'm a believer, mm. I go to, to Grace Bible Church and Bishop Mosasono and his wife, Pastor Gede, teach so much about how to re-imagine, re-image yourself and your soul and your spirit mm-hmm. and how to surrender completely to God, you know. And those issues sound like they are nothing. But when you have a place, a refugee, where you can offload every challenge, speak it and let it go, you are relieved, you become brand new. So it's never too heavy. It's very strange, even to me. I find that it's amazing me all the time that I will come out of a very, very difficult session and I'll still be able to smile. And I think another thing is the background of how it came about that I do the work that I do. All, most of the things that I talk about, I experienced as a child. And like they say in psychology, from the age of zero to about six years, everything the brand new brain has absorbed stays there. You choose when you allow it to go or you keep it forever and make it your school where you remove everything sure. So I think that is part of what keeps me okay, mm. you know, because I'm, I'm, I've learned to survive as a child in a very toxic environment. I, I had to learn to differentiate between good and bad. That's difficult. And then do people stop you on the streets and unpack their issues? I mean, do you get stopped by fans? They do. They <laughs> do all the time. And I respond positively because okay. if you forget that you are made by people safely, then mm. you will never be nasty to anyone, big or small, young or old, bad situation or good situation, or better environment or non-better environment. You always know that these people have made me who I am. Mm. And if I forget to honor them back by responding towards them positively, then I'm saying I'm closing the door to what they've given me and I'm ignoring that they contributed. Mm. Have you had any weird experiences? What's the weirdest one that, that people have had towards you? And you want to have a different opinion. It's good for everybody to have their own opinion. 
it's bad when you want to make your opinion, your, the only opinion, and you think somebody else doesn't have an opinion. So in the way that I represent, a lot of people see the edited version of what we have shot, the 13, yes. 8, hours we spent getting people to get to the point of really talking about the truth. You know, they have no idea how much we have digged this person to mm. finally get the truth about them. They see just a snippet of the outcome and they think they've seen everything. So when they blame you for how you have perceived that the issue, it is because they don't have the full background. So you that know the full background should not be bothered by how they see it. You know how far you have went. I get it. You you spoke a little bit about um, overcoming kind of your own issues growing up um, or your own environmental things. How did how did those environments um, or challenges shape who you are now and and in your profession? Firstly, I believe very strongly that the the uh, the, the, the environment I was raised in had a lot of gender based violence mm. that would have consumed to femicide within our home. And as a nine-year-old, I was able to go to my mother when my father had stepped here and her eye socket mm. was hanging out on Christmas Eve. And I said to my mom, Ma, you need to leave this man. He's going to kill you and you'll be without the mother. And he will have other women coming in. Because every time they had a fight, my dad would bring, bring his girlfriend home. And mm. I would be crying that she mustn't keep my mother's bed. She mustn't use my mother's stuff. Mm. So he would have to buy things for that woman, you know. So I kept, I stole my mother's ID from my father's pocket when he was sleeping drunk. I took it out of his chest, gave sure. it to my mother's bed for her to be able to get a divorce. So in actual fact, the reconciliatory work I do, started because of my mother and my father. 14 years after they had the divorce, my dad got sick. He was mm-hmm. 50 years old at the time. He got sick and he asked for me to come to help him reconcile with my mother in terms of asking for forgiveness for everything he did. And he died that same year. Mm-hmm. You know, and, mm-hmm. and we had him as a family in my That's mother's so difficult. That's so difficult to do, to forgive. Now I just want to quickly change lanes if you don't mind and want to try something a little bit different. So over the last couple of weeks, celebrities have spoken out on several big issues um, and we wanted to get your advice on some of them based on your experience. So first of all, um, actress Mona Monyane has spoken about women not being restricted when having children and wanting kids so that if a partner leaves, they don't take their frustration out on the child. So my question to you is how would you counsel someone who feels they may be taking their personal frustration out on a child or a significant other? Every every parent learns from their own parent how to treat a child because there is no manual for how to train yourself to become a parent. So we, we grow 
by copycating what our parents have taught us. And secondly, unfortunately, as Africans, and particularly South Africans, the effect of having lived in a restricted environment frustrated our parents. And they took their frustration out to their partners. And their partners became so angry that if, especially if you have mannerisms or uh, look like your father, who has had your mother, mm -hmm. every time she, she's got that, that same look and yes. that she sees that you are going to become that person or you are that person. Because in many respects, women are told, like for instance, when we get married, let's put it by speaking to directly what the issue is. Mm. If you are married to someone, when you go into that household, you are told that you don't ask a man any questions. You agree with everything that he says, and that's a practical outlook. Mm. And therefore, if you are smart in your mind and you have learned something from your mother or you have seen a strong mother, you want to portray exactly that to say, you're not going to make me go mad. I'm going to tell you my opinion and you're going to accept it. And that gets you beaten, hated, sweated, and mm -hmm. punished financially. So you, you punish your children. So the advice I would give to every mother is that create your own loving world that you wished for every child and give it to your children. That is where consistency I would say to mothers. There's no dustbin for children. Love them out of every situation they find themselves in rather than punish them for every mistake and problem you've gone through. Mm -hmm. Good advice. So another one. Uh, model Thick Leonce caused a debate when she spoke about fat phobia and discrimination over weight. Um, at the same time, DJ Lemie spoke about being made to feel like there was something wrong with her for having dark skin. So my question to you is, how do you deal or how do people deal with insecurities, particularly around personal things like weight or complexion? Okay. Firstly, we must understand as people that as you grow, you are going to go through different changes in your life. Mm. Psychological changes, emotional changes, physical changes. You have to accept every stage of your life for what it is at that particular time in order to be able to change it to what you want. Because genetically, how we are made up, uh, it's going to happen to you because your parents are like that. That's why there's a saying to me that if you meet a young woman, be curious to know her mother so that you know how she's going to look like when she's older. <laughs> you want to know the family issues, real family issues. Be, be close to her grandmother because mm. she's at a stage where she is going to leave the world. So she speaks about everything unashamedly. She's not worried about how you view her. Mm. So having said those two issues, I'm saying accept the challenges you go through, accept the growth and the demotion of life that you go through and regroup and start afresh. Do not be afraid of what people are saying. As long as it is like that and it's true, allow yourself to agree within yourself. It is true. I'll make a simple example. I've gotten very sad over the years and I have a big dish tummy. And everyone who sees me on TV, the people I grew up with, my best friends, my former schoolmates, they will say, oh, are you pregnant? You are so fat. And I tell them, hey, I'm over 50. I've had a lot of pregnancies and mm. I'm comfortable where I am. If I need to deal with the weight, don't forget I'm taking ARVs. Mm. So they also contribute. When I'm ready to deal with the weight and have the time, I'm going to focus on it. Right now, my focus is not on the weight. Yeah. And that's it. I'm not worried about it. I'm worried about it because it will affect my health. 
I won't be worried about what you are saying because if I look at you, I can be able to point something that I personally don't like about you. So it's not my place to worry about what you look like. So people who are faced with, with insecurities need to say what is the best that I can do with what this person is saying is not good because you are not saying it to yourself. Someone mm. Okay, and then finally, Trevor Noah has a new girlfriend but wants to keep her out of the spotlight. My question is, what advice would you give to someone who wants to keep a significant other or personal uh, success away from the public eye, especially in an age of social media where everyone is flexing or flaunting off their wins? Firstly, uh, showing off is an option and a choice that every individual has the right to. Uh, you choose a partner who either understands your world or doesn't understand your world or wants to be in your world without competing for your attention. So the two of you have agreed on something that is why you keep that person under it for the world not to see. It doesn't mean the world won't know who that person is, mm. but what you are hiding is the intellectual capacity of that person not to come out, their opinion. So even if people finally get to get a sneak peek of that, that picture of that person, they will not know her opinion or his opinion until that person speaks up. So a lot of partners who end up having challenges with their significant other, it will be because they flaunted them maybe for beauty, maybe for reasons of success, maybe for the significance of what they do, where they are in their career space. Mm. And we want to show them that this is who I'm moving with because they are at a certain level. And that's why even when they let you down, they'll still want to let you down at the level that you are at so that other people should not be attracted to your level again. Mm. So when you contain that image of that person and their intellectual capacity, it's because you love them so much you want to protect them from being dead. But if you have not explained to them and they have not explained to you their reasons, then you will want to burn them everywhere. So it's, it's every individual's right to listen to what their partner is saying. My husband doesn't like me. Hmm. He has never been protected. And he was in the army, he was a soldier. Hmm. But uh, sometimes media comes to him because I have spoken at the beginning of my career about what I went through in our marriage. Hmm. Sometimes the shame of what he has done gets to him. But secondly, the fear of being crucified for that is also part of what might make him. I, I am not asking why he doesn't want to do it. Yeah. I understand that it's not his career fast and it's not his choice. Yeah. It's my choice because I am in that India. Mm. Mm. And I know how to handle myself. Mm. So I would say to everyone, first clear your mind about your reasons. They must be truthful reasons. They must not be reasons because you are afraid somebody will say things that you are covering off that people don't know about you. Mm. Be sure, even if they leave you, the day they decide to speak about, about you or against you or for you, you know that what they're saying is true. Once we accept that we, we can have faults and have great things happening in our lives, we'll be prepared to deal with them both. If somebody's talking about you and they're telling the truth, no matter how bad it is, accept it. You know it's your truth. It's, it's part of your journey of life. Mm. Learn to live outside of it and grow to another level. Mm. Sure. Mum, Angie, if we had to ha have you any longer, I think you'll start paying us. You're going to send us an invoice. So <laughs> I think that's quite enough for now. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> but thank you so much for your time and for dropping those wonderful pearls of wisdom for us. We are inspired as always whenever we speak to you. Thank you.